You're listening to Always Open number 98. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit first.roosterteeth.com. Hey guys, make sure you stick around at the end of this episode of Always Open for a very special segment that we filmed a while back with Chelsea Fagan, who is the founder of The Financial Diet. Me and Mary will sit down with her and it's wonderful, so make sure you stick around after the show. It was like a tenured professor who teaches a vampire class. No joke, one of the best classes ever took because it was all about othering, which is yeah. an actually very relevant like sort of thing that's happening like when an entire society says like this one group is like is bad. So it's not all about the history of vampires. <laughs> oh no, it absolutely was all about the history wow. of vampires. There was even a class where he was like, Jesus, the original vampire. And he was like, look, I've got forms for you to complain to the uh, UT uh, like uh, student government or yeah. whatever. He was like, fill it out here. I'm tenured. They're not going to fire me, but just because if you're angry, here it is. And I was like, oh. <laughs> To another episode of Always Open. I'm your host, Barbara Dunkelman. I talked during the song this time. Is that what you guys want? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I did it right. Uh, on today's episode, I got some lovely boys and a very happy girl. Starting with... Hi, I'm Trevor. <laughs> and I'm Max. Shit, that's my... <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Mariel. Your friendly neighborhood She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> How you feeling? I'm good. I'm alive. I'm alive. Uh, wasn't as I'm not as alive as I was on Friday. Mm. Or when I think you were topic. the most alive you've ever been on Friday. Actually. I. You were like Jonah Hill getting get him to the Greek. Yeah. I'm alive. <laughs> you yes. seen that? That's where you yes. were at, and I loved every minute of it. Thank you. So did you the audience. You killed it. Thank you. You killed yeah. it. You were really you. don't. You were really a, a don't stop me now. I'm having such a good time. I was. That's where exactly where I was. Yeah. I don't remember a single bit of it, um, but I can say that I now know how Bruce Banner feels. Oh, when, when he, he like, gets angry? When he's after, after, post-Hulk and he's looking back, he's like, fuck, I really destroyed some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got some mean, like... I destroyed the whole city of New York, didn't I? Fuck. Yeah, yeah he's got some mean Hulk hangovers. Oh, yeah. 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 How does he feel, do you think, after he de-Hulks? Probably like... Uh, like, is it like, after sad. you come? <laughs> probably like, probably like I man, I gotta go to the store again. I just busted out of my clothes for yeah. the 10th time today. <laughs> now I'm naked. Again. Have you guys he seen uh, the live-action Scooby-Doo? Movie, yeah, yes, with Freddie Prince Jr. and mm -hmm. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh my yeah. God, that's from years ago. Nineteen? It's not that old. It's oh. like true. Not nineteen. Yeah. 2000s. Yeah, two thousands. Um, but there's a scene where their spirits kind of like s soar out of them, mm -hmm. and they like swap. And I felt like that, except it was like the spirits of Jack and Jeremy and Michael. Um, we're all swirling around. The <laughs> just crammed in. And instead of going to individual people, they just all fought their way through me. Uh -huh. And so I was all of them at once. Um, so yeah, I'm really happy to be here. It's very safe. Back in a There's little no safe swords. Yeah. Well, that was your fault. Meryl brought a sword. If you have no idea what we're talking about, by the way, we took over Off Topic, we which did. is Achievement Hunters mm -hmm. podcast that they do on Fridays. Um, it's up available on YouTube and our website, so check it out. They took over Always Open last week. And they were such good boys. Very good boys. Very, very happy boys. with my boys yeah. in that one. Yeah. What, what, they were very polite. Did they talk about it after in the Achievement Hunter office? Yeah, I mean, they just kind of, like, 
told that they were going to dress up. They're going to be very polite, very good, they very dress up. very classy. They were very and they were very classy. They were I was very, very proud. Classy. Almost you know? too classy. Here's oh, the thing. No. Scarily can't be classy. too classy. Come on. Uh, is that... Uh, Pump the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the brakes. They didn't even swear. Every time they were about to swear or someone would swear, they'd be like, no, hey, we don't do that. And I was like, we swear so much on this fucking <laughs> show. Yeah, it's true. They, well, I think it's what happened was is that both of our groups took it to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Yes. So they went very classy. They kept on topic yep. very well. They dressed up. They didn't yes. swear. They were very good, good boys. Yes. And then uh, we were the polar opposite. Yes. Well, Michael said at the end of the Always Open episode, he said, I want them to break shit. I want them to... Uh, I want Eric to pull his hair out. I want someone to get someone black, to black out. And I was like, check, check, check. Yeah. We did it. Did I was it so proud of you. You broke a light with in 10 seconds. Yeah. It was awesome. Did you actually break it? Did you I, break it, Cody? I unhooked a cord or something, right? I did something where it, it wasn't actually broken, but it just got well, detached. Broken in your traditional broadcast sense where things normally yes, work, you made it not that way. One of my yeah. last mm -hmm. memories, which is terrible because it was literally 30 seconds to the show, was Cody angrily coming over and slamming his <laughs> ladder down and then like just fucking glaring at you and like climbing up his ladder and like fixing the light. That's like the last thing I remember. Yeah. Oh, that no. was. Are you serious? That was the beginning of the show. 30 seconds into the show, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I showed up like 30 minutes into it and I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll go and check out and jump on there. And I walk in and there are seven people all around. <laughs> yeah. And, and everybody's <laughs> screaming. And I was like, this is incredible. And I sat there and I watched it for like at least 15 minutes and it was just. Oh, no. it, was, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful reminiscent of that like extra life vibe. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where yeah. it's just like chaos. Chaos. Yeah, that's well, spooky I think hour. We took like it was it was like the the episodes of Off Topic that you guys have every once in a while, where like Michael goes off the rails or Jeremy goes. Which off is the rails. like at this point once every few months. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't it used happen, to happen often. Regrettably used to, often. Right. And um, now it doesn't happen as often. But it's like yeah. we took all of that and then shoved it just into one episode. Yeah. So a lot of people were like, oh, they were. This isn't how you know. Like, yes, Off Topic can get chaotic, but it's not this. And it's like, yeah, but like. We are taking it to the extreme. Like yeah. we are doing just like we did the off, like you said. It's like right. we we did the extremes of each other's shows because exactly. that's what I find to be the most fun mm -hmm. and like the juxtaposition of energies there is just like yeah. Well, that's what it's supposed to be. I know we're talking a lot about drunk Mariel, but drunk Barbara <laughs> is really funny to me because <laughs> you you like sometimes you you do this thing where you're like just sitting and you look you look like you look normal, like she's just having a normal day. But there's a look in her eye, and it's kind of like, kind of like a <laughs> the glazed over, not quite. No, no, no. It's like that. it's like mischief. <laughs> You're like, and then like I saw you doing that, and I was like, she's pretty drunk, huh? And then you took a moonball and threw it over there. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm more so of like nice. a quiet, like observant drunk. But Chad actually pointed this out to me. He said he was watching part of the show, and he was able to tell when I was drunk because I just kind of went. <laughs> I just kind of slouched in my chair and I was just like spinning around and like watching yeah. everything. Yeah. And then I would get up and just like smash yeah. cake on the ground or whatever. I feel like I need to give a disclaimer in that like everyone was saying, oh, I can't believe this is what Mariel is like when she's drunk. I am not like that when <laughs> no. I'm drunk. I've but never seen you like that. When you combine the energy of doing a live show, which we don't ever do, we had literally like 20 people in the audience watching. Mm -hmm. yeah. And also I happened to be on a decongestant <laughs> that morning, which <laughs> yeah. makes your heart race, which I say in like the very beginning of the show. So that turned me into fucking Hulk. Like, yeah, it literally <laughs> did. But I'm, but I'm glad we made you guys proud. Yes. We're very proud, yes. very proud of you. Well, um, I'm also glad to have you guys back on the show. Yeah, it's I'm been happy a hot, to be here. Hot second, yeah. even though Max came on the show and instantly copied my eye makeup. I know, so it's I, kind of embarrassing. One yeah. of you has to change. Mm -hmm. Who's gonna change? 
I I'll do know. it now. <laughs> <laughs> like blue streaks all over your face. It looks good. Well, let's do our shot before I forget. Uh, Texas made us all different shots. We did. Um, these are melon balls. Yes, melon balls. Melon balls for the two of you. Ooh. What do you have? Straight whiskey. You know I don't like fruit, so I only drink straight oh, that's whiskey. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't want to bully you too much, but if you smelled this, oh, no. would you he have would... a time? Oh. Cut on Max camera. This. Mm. Cut on Max camera. Mm. What is that? Pineapple. It's just pineapple juice. <laughs> <laughs> I was nope. like, I don't think I'm going to drink for a while. Yeah, Meryl's taking a little break. So but cheers, nice everybody. Cheers. 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 I'll still shoot some juice. I'll do your thing with the tap and the clap. That's so yummy, mm. I don't want to shoot it. I just want to sip it. Yeah, this was also tasty. Mm. Thank yeah. you, Texas. Yeah. That was fine whiskey. Yeah. Mm. Fine whiskey. Only the finest right. here on Always Open. Oh, lovely. It's true. We're good, good girls and boys. <laughs> I like the I like the repetition of good because it's both goods. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Good, good. Good, good. All right. Well, let's get things started with uh, which would you choose? Which we actually played on the show a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's this little game uh, that Trevor and I actually found at a store. Trevor. Uh, a couple months ago. Kinokuniya. Kinokuniya. Right next to uh, Kura Sushi. Mm -hmm. Very delicious. Yes. So I'm just gonna ask you guys some questions and then we'll discuss. Judgmental. Judgmental. I'm ready. Ooh. Ready to be judged. Is this the thing? All right. That's so what I do. I'll give you uh, two different options and then say which you would prefer and we'll mm. chat. Mm. All right. Okay, I'm ready. Your best friend turns out to be a spy for a hostile foreign power, or your best friend turns out to be a bank robber in hiding. Mm. So they're a foreign spy or a bank robber yeah, in hiding. In hiding. I would prefer. A bank robber. Oh. Split the quiche, all right? Or blackmail them. <laughs> I would the prefer quiche. the spy. It's sexier. Yeah, I would say like spy because it's like, like there's gonna be like suit suitcases, briefcases. Yeah, lots of gonna suitcases. Be, gonna be trading them all around. Wait, you're gonna be hiding. If your friend was a, like, a legit foreign spy, then it like. Hits on you would probably be out. Yeah, no, if you get found, you're gonna get bagged and tagged. You're gonna disappear at dawn before you know you know what's happened. <laughs> I guess disappear I just... at dawn. Yeah, someone's gonna <laughs> and then like you wake up missing. I don't know. I think of my best friend and I think of her being either one of those, and it's just laughably, you laughably know, funny. ridiculous. I wonder what but if you were one of those sexy. Yeah, I feel like spy All right. is really cool. Listen here, I'm a Russian spy, and I'm telling the truth. You don't look Russian. I also just broke into a vault, the biggest vault that what? ever existed. It was at Bank 2. They made a second one. Bank it's two. in wow. New York. It's where they stashed yeah. the chandelier. Oh. Yeah. The wait, wait, wait. Which, yeah. which reality do you prefer? The chandelier. <laughs> the bank. Yeah. yeah. We, could, bank we could use a good chandelier. That's why I picked it. I'm glad yeah. you liked it. You know? We're decorating. <laughs> uh, yes. All right. Season tickets to your favorite sports team, but they will lose every game you oh, attend. God, no. That, that was my senior year of college. <laughs> or, oh. or you could never again watch your favorite sports team, but they will always win. I would never, <laughs> never watch them, they always win. Yeah, I think so. Well, uh, I don't know. I only watch college football. I only watch the Longhorns play. I don't really watch anything so else. So imagine if it's But I do really watch. Well, like I said, I've already lived through that, so I'll do it again. Okay. That was basically my entire college career, was them just sucking ass. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I uh, still don't understand football, <laughs> and people have tried to explain it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I Do know you watch it would. It, sport? No, sometimes no. I would say like basketball maybe, but like maybe for like five minutes and then get immediately bored and go do something else. Yeah, mm. I get you. But it's like as someone who has attended a lot of sports games, like I used to go to hockey games all the time back mm -hmm. home. It's so much fun to watch live sports. But then, if your team loses, it sucks all the 
energy out mm -hmm. of you and like yeah. you just feel depressed all day. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, so it'd be great to go to those games, but if you know like if they're gonna lose every time, yeah. it's just like, that sucks. Doesn't matter how close the game is, because if you know that they're gonna end with a loss, it's like, yeah, there's, no, there's like, the, the fun is, you're not invested. It's the same as if like, one team is killing the other team, then you're just like, I'm gonna leave in the third quarter, because like, what's the point? What's the point? Would it, if you, if they were always winning, but you never watched them, because again, I don't understand like the fandom of sports. Wouldn't you just eventually not really care about that team and probably move on to another team? Where it's like, but then you'd watch them, and then they would start losing. Oh, right. I don't know. Is that how that works? These are just random <laughs> hypotheticals. I. It's funny. I read the other one as you guys were talking, and now I'm convinced that these were written by someone who was probably very stoned. Because this one is, choose between these two. Okay. Okay. You could hear colors. Okay. Or you can taste colors. Oh, taste. But what does I that want to taste mean? Purple. Well, <laughs> well now yeah. you can. Well, <laughs> you can. There are people that can hear colors already. There's like a hundred of them in the world. I thought it was something like you could Synesthesia. see sound or something. What? what? Like there's people who could like see. Is like, it synesthesia? It's very close. Something, something near like that. there. Dang it. So, so what happens is when they hear specific notes, they see specific colors. And actually, people oh. have like, oh, I see the same exact color at the same note. Like some people have it the exact same, which is really cool. So then, like, when they listen to music, it's like very chromatic. Yeah. Oh, that would but be tasting, cool. that definitely sounds like someone who's had some LSD or something. Like yeah. That. I don't actually, know what that would. But like. you can already taste color. I don't know. When I think of, I, I think of, well, my mind just goes to orange, but I feel like that's cheating. <laughs> or purple, because like grape. Grape. I, I mean, green. Color. I think of leaves. I could taste. I could eat a piece of spinach. I would rather hear colors. Green. Yeah, I agree. This, yeah. If I had to choose between these, <laughs> yeah, <two> very weirdly. <laughs> yeah. Worded. I also really like cooking, and I feel like it would be really annoying if only I could taste color. And so I'd be like, "You've got to try out this chartreuse. <laughs> yeah. So good." And then they're like. It, it doesn't taste like anything. Yeah. And I'm like, it's this, this tastes yeah. red. I don't know, that's weird. <laughs> Done. Oh. Okay. Access to a time machine or access to a teleportation machine? Teleportation. Teleportation. Time Boom. machine, terrible idea. Yeah. Well, what? No. Let's, Paradoxes. For this hypothetical, let's say there's no butterfly effect. Okay, still, like. Although I guess yeah, that's the point. Get over that. <laughs> yeah, like if, I don't if know, you're not. There's nothing I want to. I mean, there's things I would want to see, but there's nothing I want to see bad enough. Where now, uh, there's places I would love to go that like. I can just what if it was like a time machine in terms of like, oh, I shouldn't have said that to that person. Let me go back to that day. And I would go back to. I would go back to off topic and delete it all. <laughs> <laughs> or just you know. Break the uh, the slow. hard drive with yeah. the render. Ooh, Oops. Or I just my stop myself. I would stop Texas from feeding me shots. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Texas. Wait. Texas what? Video evidence. Both of these would be neat, but I'm sure like I'd get some sort of looper situation, and Samuel L. would start coming after me. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'd see this guy bouncing all over the world. I would yeah. also choose teleportation. But yeah, I like travel. Just because, like, just to be able to be like, let's go to Paris today. Oh yeah. Yeah. For lunch, just. Or just let's go to back home. <laughs> let's go to Bye. back home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if uh, took? What if it took? A week off your life every time you used it. <gasps> sure. I would have it, but just like put it on a shelf and let it collect dust. Mm. Time is way too valuable to like be thrown away like that. No, I mean you, you gotta you gotta just. If it was shorter, maybe like a you day. You like zip day. over to McDonald's and like <laughs> what about a day? zip back, and two weeks are gone. <laughs> what about a day? Day off your life. No. 
with a day, Even more. you lose a day traveling, basically. Like, if you're traveling overseas, you're losing a day anyway. Depends on, yeah, how far I'm going. Like, but, yeah. no, I want my miles. <laughs> <laughs> we love those upgrades. Yeah, you're upgrading when you can skip the whole process yeah. altogether. Well, speaking anyway. of teleportation machines and time machines, <gasps> you know what else is a, technically a time machine? What is it? Watches. What? Because <gasps> they could tell time. Uh, what a, I like that. Thank you. That's good. Thanks, Trevor. <laughs> Such a supportive boyfriend. <laughs> this episode of Always Open is brought to you by Movement. It's our all-time favorite underdog success story, founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. They sold almost two million watches worldwide by bringing quality designs at fair prices. Ooh, fair prices. Ooh, fair. They just released their Gritty Glow edition, and it's super cool. Check out their neon glasses or super sleek watches. We love Movement and are big fans of their watches and sunglasses. Trevor, you and I have the same pair of sunglasses from that Movement. I also yes. have. Which Meryl has as well. Yeah. Triplets. Uh, I, yeah. Know, I don't have fun. Well, you that. should get them too. I'm going to try. You'll, we'll, we'll tell you about a discount later on. <laughs> yes. um, and then I think I might have six different Movement watches for oh, different yeah, outfits. Makes I love sense. them all. One of my favorite ones is a, it's like a light pink band with a white um, watch face. It's so pretty. So classy. Highly recommend it. Uh, movement watches are all about looking good while keeping it simple. They don't tell you how many steps you've taken or blow your wrist up with text messages. They're not overly intrusive on life with notifications, text messages, emails, etc. They tell the time like true classic timepieces should and look good doing it. Movement watches start at just $95. You're looking at $400 for the same quality from a traditional brand. Uh, you could get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com open. Movement is launching new styles on their site all the time, including those neon ones I mentioned before. So check out their latest at movement.com. Go to mvmt.com slash open and join the movement. Thank you, movement. Movement. Ooh, is that the movement? It's the movement chair. Hey. That was a good beat. We did that was it. Nice. That was nice. That was very yeah. nice. Good, good teamwork. That we, yeah, we got yeah. there. Yeah, we got there. We squad, squad goals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to our first question of the show. This is submitted by Marina T. And Marina would like to know, what did you think you would grow out of but haven't? Mm. There's so many answers to this because it's like you could go with something like video games, for, for example, or, yep. like, or, or cartoons. Like I love mm. all sorts of television and stuff. But like, You and I still watch cartoons. Yes. Saturday morning cartoons? Yep. Sometimes not, we wake oh, up and sometimes. we'll put on some, some cartoons. I so. introduced him to The Simpsons. Not mm -hmm. that you didn't know what it was. Right. But I never sat down and was like, let's watch The Simpsons and then move through it and like actually. Yeah. yeah. So we started way back in season two. Yeah. We, oh, you didn't even go OG. Season no. one, season one of The Simpsons is good, but I feel like if you're starting out, it's kind of like, it's not the best The Simpsons has, has been. I think it really kicks off season three onwards. Yeah. Um, How many seasons are there? 30 I don't know. But I, I fell off probably around season 22. Yeah. <laughs> well, the show has been around long yeah. enough yeah. that it's, it that it's become a different beast, you know? It's, it's, it's been around as long as I've been alive. Yeah. 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 Or even longer? I'm you only 30. look 25 seasons old. Thank you. Wow. But now it's funny because like he now understands a lot of my humor a little more. Yeah, from uh, a lot of like references and stuff, and yeah, and like types of jokes I would make. It's all from The Simpsons. That was like my big influence growing up. Um, but what about you guys? What do you think? What um, you've grown out of, so or like, didn't grow out of? I definitely thought 
like there is a specific type of video game and it's always like the very Japanese RPG that I never, never finish. Don't even probably get halfway through any of them. Yeah. Still, buy them. Get excited about buying them. Get excited booting it up. I'm like, oh, I'm about to have 90 hours in Persona uh, Q, <laughs> Enter the Labyrinth, or uh, Persona 5, and or Shin Megami Tensei, or Final Fantasy. When did you start playing those games? Like, how young were you? <sighs> uh, <laughs> like, probably, like, middle school was, the first Final Fantasy I played was Final Fantasy VIII, and so then, that was basically what kicked it off, and that was probably about like seventh grade. And then now it's just, again, like I do not have the attention span for most video games, definitely not for 90 hour long dungeon yeah. crawling things that have like relationship, uh, like, you know, whatever. And I'm, I, I still buy them. I buy them all the time. Wait. What you're saying is it's the journey, not the destination. Yeah. I think so you're just, having fun up until a point, and then life happens, and you just kind of you flow away. You're still I think, playing around and doing things. I think I just like buying video games. <laughs> I really like like going to the GameStop and being like, Ooh. Or you get this, you're a physical copy kind of man. Well, yeah, yeah, because I don't have enough, I don't have good internet. But even yeah. if I did like, have good internet, build a collection. Well, I'm, I just I just like going there, and I'm like, hmm. I might buy this one, but I'm going to buy it. Let me ask you a question. Do you like the smells? No, I tried doing that as a joke one time. If you mm -hmm. open up a new video game case and smell it, uh -huh. it's uh, you're going to die. Okay. It's well, the worst smell. I don't know about that. I just mean like the cellophane, like the plastic, the fresh. Yeah. Pla we opened up a new controller in the office mm. the other day, and we were like playing around with it, and then I... Oh, and it was like so nostalgic <laughs> for me because like all my games are digital now, and like, yeah. but it reminded me, it took me straight back to the days of like when you just happen to get a new physical game is like a gift or whatever, fresh out of the store, used a gift card, and you're like, you open it up and that smell hits you whether you want it or not, and you're just like, oh, I'm a, I have a new game, it's, this it's is amazing. Crazy yeah. how much smell triggers memory. Oh yeah, oh, the olfactory yeah. senses are crazy for, uh, for memory. Poor John Rising. He has no memories, mm -mm. can't remember has, anything. Can't remember anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have very bad sense of smell, so like, and also I'm very terrible at remembering anything, so. Maybe that's why. Hand in hand. Could be, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. But yeah. Uh, kind of like my thing. For me, it's a little more, I would say, broad, where I thought as a kid, I would someday think that I would figure things out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That being life in general. Mm -hmm. Being like, oh, like my parents, they know everything. Yep. They can figure anything out. They have a handle on all this stuff. They know what they're doing. And I'm like, when I grow up, I'm sure like, ah, I get that. that's part of growing up, right? Mm -hmm. It's part of becoming an adult. I don't have a fucking clue. Like when you hit 18, you get a box of responsibilities and like understanding and you just know how the world works, yeah. and, but it doesn't. Like, like everyone's just making it up. Especially when I was a kid and I was like, right now, almost 30, I would think like, oh, 30 year old, fucking old. Like they know how to do taxes. They know everything about finances and all this stuff. I don't know fucking shit. Yeah, at, that's, at all. that's like the adult secret. Parents just never shit. told us that they yeah. didn't know oh, what was right. happening. They just didn't making have it up. a single damn clue. Faking it. Yeah. So hard. Yeah. <laughs> if it wasn't for Google and some like really smart people here at the company, I'd be r real bad. Really though, <laughs> what would we do without Google and YouTube? Okay. Like, like just being able to be like, hey, what is that? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I know. Yeah. Right. Like, it's the collective intelligence. So like we, like you said, you either have a bunch of friends that like you know that and you know that, or family members yep. or whatever. Google just has gives us access to a wider array. Sometimes like, otherwise, the like, worst. 
Well, oh, yeah, gosh. sometimes. You have cancer. Oh, yeah. oh, Every gosh. single time. Yep. Yeah. My jaw's cancer. been hurting, and I was like, I'm afraid to look it up on WebMD because I know I have cancer. Yeah. I have to keep fine. my husband <laughs> off of WebMD because, like, there was literally, like, there's literally was a time when it was like, it was like, oh my gosh, I think I'm dying of like super cancer. Yeah. And then like he finally went to the doctor because he, you know, never goes. And then finally went there just, no, you're just really unhealthy. Just, you know, like a little bit overweight and you gotta like work all this shit. Yeah. Out. Eat well, carrots. I, I also get carrots. I also get paranoid because like the other night we were in bed and my right, right side sleeping. We are going to bed. My right side was hurting a little bit. And I was like in one of those states where I was, I had talked about that on the show before, where at night I get really anxious mm -hmm. and like paranoid about stuff. And I remember Trevor years ago had to get his appendix out. Mm -hmm. And that always starts with pain mm -hmm. in your right side. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> is happening? Is my appendix gonna burst? <laughs> uh, what, what else did you, what all, other symptoms what else did you there? have? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it turns out it was just like, I got my yeah. appendix taken out. Hey! Did you really? Handy buddies. Uh, when I was two. Well, oh, oh, damn. My burst. You were 25? It was the end of 2016, I think. 2016. So really? I just turned 26, I think. Happy birthday. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was literally like the week before my birthday. Ugh. And did uh, it rupture? And then I think we saw, I think it was episode nine was out that year because we had a we had a company screening. Mm -hmm. Like the whole company like went and, yeah. and, I, and I was like, I'm not missing that. So I hobbled in and... Uh, on painkillers, and I was like, I'm gonna watch fucking Star Wars. <laughs> and it was good. And I had two servings of cookies, and if you've never been to the Alamo, there's four cookies in there. Yep. I was like, four cookies, all right. They're huge! Trevor loves his cookies. So you ordered? I, uh, yeah, that's, that was my dinner. I, I had two things of uh, cookies, and And a man. bottle of painkillers. Well, no, not a bottle. Wait, did, your, did your appendix rupture? Or was no, uh, it was like a couple days of just like, feeling like, you don't normally feel your innards. Right. So like, something felt, awkwardly out of place, like, present, you know? And mm -hmm. so I'm like, what is this, like a hemorrhoid or something like that? Like, I have no idea. Didn't hurt. And then I go to bed one night, normal, and then like I wake up two hours later just like sweating. I'm like, I, I hurt, like I feel like, I feel like death. And I, I message Lindsay like, might be in late, I feel like death. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, uh, and then like I had a fever going, and so it just ramped up real quick, yeah. and so I went over to uh, That's what scares ER. me about stuff like that, is right just now. like, you get something where you don't even think twice about it, and yeah. then all well, of a sudden it yeah. hits you like a truck. Know where your local, like, well, if you have a doctor, you know, like, that's good. It's good to have, like, a general physician or whatever. But, like, if you don't, or if you have an emergency, know where your, like, nearest standalone emergency center is, or, like, nearest ER or whatever. Yeah, always. And, important. like, you know, just be vigilant. Just see somebody if you can. I mean, it's America, so it's going to go in something. debt when you yeah. got, you know, but <laughs> whatever. Too terrible. <laughs> yeah, don't be too paranoid. Too paranoid like me. Yeah. <laughs> Every little thing, I'm like, I'm dying now. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, well, you started off talking about video games and stuff like that. Yeah, there's like a lot of things like that, like the quintessential items, but like, really when I think about it, like, things I didn't think I'd grow up out of, like, it's like a multifaceted, like, I would say like, I thought I was very goofballish. I'm still, I still am, but like, when I was a kid, I was like a troublemaker because I, I would just like throw schoolwork to the side and be like, I just wanna make somebody laugh. Or I just like, whatever I can do to like, put a smile on someone's face or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'd get in trouble, go to the principal all the time just cause like, I'd disrupt and distract. And I was very, my attention was all over the place all the time. So it was just like, eh, I'll grow up out of this. Like that was always something I figured I'd grow up out of was this like, kind of ADD, like goofball, like, 
off the wall kind of kid. And like, I guess I didn't really ever grow up out of it. I just figured how to hone it and control it. And so it was more direct. I feel like that's unproductive. The majority yeah. of the yeah. especially at Rooster Teeth. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I think we're all just a bunch of children with that kind of goofball mentality that we've just. Oh, I, I definitely <laughs> thought I was going to become serious at some point. <laughs> yeah. And like, I definitely was like, I'll be serious and then people will take me seriously. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, Cut at to any you. opportunity <laughs> to do something stupid, yeah. I'm like, let's go. Yeah. Like, let's life, get in the car. Life is just fun and it's just, yeah. it's nice to yeah. be happy and positive and, and have a good time I, and put a smile on someone's I always face. say like, people who are weird, uh, that's those are my kind of people. Oh, it's yeah. like life is so boring. Welcome to Austin. If you're not, yeah, if you're not like weird or goofy or like, if you take life too seriously, it loses all the fun. Yeah. And that's something that I always appreciate about Trevor is that like we're both very immature and goofy. Like he does this thing to me all the time. Uh, what is it? Where, what do I do? Like you're not you're <laughs> Barbie. You don't have to get that graphic on the oh, show. Yeah, you can't. I know can't it's always go. open, but you don't really have to talk. No, he, does, he does this thing where um, we'll be in the same room, like watching TV or something, and I'll get up to go to the bathroom, and I'll come back out, and he's not there. And I'm like, where are you? I'm like, Trevor, and I just hear. I like to give her a hint so she knows I'm not going to scare her or anything. Giggling somewhere, and it's one of two things. Either he's like literally lying on the floor with his head poked out, like out of the cabinet. Or like the bottom of the couch or something. On the like ground. Weird. Or I'll turn around a corner and his naked ass will just be <laughs> <laughs> just like be holding it outside of a, a wall. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me laugh every time. Yeah. Just a bare ass is so funny. Yeah. It's the best. You just yeah. turn a corner and you see a bare ass. It makes your day. God, what else do you want? You know? Yeah. What more, what more do you need what? in this life? Just bare ass. Yeah. It's stuff like that. But also, I always thought I would grow out of like enjoying and finding humor in like farts and dick jokes mm -hmm. and stuff yeah. like that but we're all human no that's, <laughs> i don't think that's ever going to fade away yeah. i think i'm going to be 85 and still laughing at that stuff yeah, i thought oh, i'd course. grow out a lot of stuff like i thought you like even because like when you grow up you're like you're yes you are an accountant and you are a businessman and an engineer and a firefighter and all those things and businessman oh me i'm a business or businesswoman or, or, or woman. You know, whatever a dumb um so like I was like okay at some point you know I'll like I'll you know I'll go do this thing and like and like you forget about these extra hobbies and extracurriculars and your passions or whatever maybe you don't forget about them but you're like you don't have time they for them. They fall to like, the wayside. Yeah and that, and that certainly happens to an extent but like it it uh yeah no like I I'm I'm very fortunate to have been able to kind of direct my career in a way that kind of grabs in a couple of those things like creativity and like being a goofball and like being able to like make people laugh but then also like on the side trying to like enjoy things like film or like I'm trying to get back into the music stuff and, and all mm -hmm. that it's like yeah. yeah. How about you Meryl? What uh, did you grow out of? I think just my relationship with my family like oh. in in terms of like my oldest brother my older brother and I he's I like we've always had this kind of um, like he's always been my older brother. He always picks on me and stuff that kind of stuff and that kind of came with us into our adulthood Which uh, I love like it's fine yeah, very, um, very close. And also how much I rely on my parents not like Monetarily, but like they grew up from being these like people that I'm like, okay I have to listen to and like pay attention to and make sure that I follow every order But now they're the people that I go to I'm like hey, I have this issue like how can yeah. you know and I think it's also for them. It's um, they like Having that, they like having that relationship with sure. me. It's like now I think it's like most more of a partnership and more of like a, um, you know, 
I call on them and be like, like the other day, my car wouldn't start, and I was like, I, you know, called everyone I needed to call to let them know first, but then I called my dad and I was just like, what am I gonna do about this? And he was like, well, just go to the store and buy a new battery. And I was like, thanks, Dad. You always, always know. What to know do. What to See, do. that's the thing though. Where when I was a kid, I was like, I'll know what to do mm -hmm. in every situation because mm -hmm. my parents will always know yeah. what to do. Yeah. So, I mean, I know, like, I know what to do in that situation too. But I think I, I get pleasure in like, in letting my parents know that kind of stuff because I think they like it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like they're like, oh, like she's even if it's like the little doldrums of her day, like she's still like keeping us informed. And yeah. Sure. I, I would say that's similar with us as well. Like especially my dad, it just like anything I say like that I'm having an issue with or that I want advice on. He like goes above and beyond. Oh, they love to help. He'll be like yeah. sending me like articles and like stuff for days on this thing that I had a question about, and your dad too. Yeah, they like they they like want to help in any way. They want to think of every possible outcome, so you're like well armed going into the world. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, parents nice. fucking rule. They do. Yeah. And so do games, video games, Vid video games. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you don't play them, you can you still buy them and feel something good. <laughs> I think that's the great thing though about being an independent adult is like. You could do all that. Oh stuff. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Oh yeah. yeah. And like, you choose how you're spending your time and what you want to eat for dinner and oh, yeah. what you want to watch and what you want to play. I don't tell my parents what I eat for dinner because they'd be so sad. I was like, yeah, I, just, <laughs> I ate a cold pop tart. <laughs> 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 it's like what I what I dreamed of eating as a kid. Be like, when I when I get older, man, I'm gonna eat yeah. all the bad shit. And now I'm like, I eat all the bad shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was me um, before we started dating because like we spend pretty much every meal together. Mm -hmm. More or less, unless one of us is at work or away. But when I would like spend time alone, I would have like a bowl of honey nut churros and some apple juice mm -hmm. for dinner, yeah. <laughs> and I, I would love it. <laughs> I lo like I I'm that's the one thing that I've definitely like grown to appreciate more is cooking. I just mm. get I get so excited about it now, and on the weekends, like I'm just bored, and I'll be like. I'm gonna find a really complicated recipe. Yeah, Tired. Really? Yeah, just because it's come fun. Cook for us. Oh yeah, I mean like I did like I'm do, I'm getting crazy out there. Ooh, I love it. Did like handmade gnocchi. Ooh, okay, oh, okay, calm down. Nice. Easy, totally easy. Yeah, and you with the steaks. Oh love yeah, we, that was to also we love to cook. I cooked for you. You did cook for me. You came yeah. over to my place one time and yeah. cooked. Made you breakfast. Cooked some breakfast for me and some ladies. And um, I saw a time. tweet the other day. I think that it said something like, "When I was when I was a kid, I used to think." Beer was the adult drink, and then I got older, and I thought, oh no, it's actually liquor. And he was like, now that I'm an adult, I realize that the adult drink is water. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so the most adult thing you can oh, drink. Oh god, I relate to that so hard because that's what like, and you and I talk about it all the time. Like, you want some water? Do you want a glass of water? Because like, we'll try to always be sitting around with water to just right. sip on. Yeah. Or like when I'm going to and from offices, I'll like. Where's the nearest water cooler? Might as well oh, yeah. hydrate. Still something like, it's I'm so trying hard to, work to on. remember. I, like it's attached oh, at yeah. the hip now, yeah. and every Smart. time I'm like, I was like, this is like, because I never thought, like, I never was like that person that was like, oh, I'll take my water bottle around, and now it's like it goes with me everywhere. Oh, yeah. everywhere. And then the best thing is, you know, like whenever you're asleep and you wake up in the middle of the night mm. and you and get that quenched. ice cold water, you're like. I'm doing it. I'm There's living my dream. Nothing better. <laughs> nothing better than an ice cold glass of water when you're starving or when you're dying of thirst. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's something we're trying to be better about is drinking mm -hmm. water and just eating better, mm -hmm. cooking, um, which is again probably the most adult thing I've done in a while, mm -hmm. or yeah. ever maybe. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on. Uh, we got a voicemail from 
a gentleman, a gentleman about yes. a gentleman caller <gasps> about Ooh. college, I believe. Yes. Ooh. Let's give it a listen. Hi, my name is Taylor, and I'll be leaving for college coming up this summer. I just don't really know if it's the right move. I mean, it's a way for me to get out of my house, but the major I'd be going for isn't what I'm 100% certain on. I'd love to hear your opinions or even just your thoughts on whether or not I should take the leap and go for it or hold off and wait and see if I can find something that I really, truly want to do. Thank you. Mm. Interesting. Um, I've got a very unrelatable take Let's let's hear it. <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, so uh, my parents both worked at IBM, and so they like had like basically a college fund. So irritable they were bowel movements? No, irritable bowel movements. Irritable bowel movements. They both worked the for irritable bowel movements, and let me tell you, business is good. It's, it's booming. <laughs> yeah, it's booming. It's booming. It's blasting all over. Um, but uh, yeah, and so they they actually had it like they had a college fund that they were able to like put me and my brother through uh, UT with, yeah. and like, I went there for film, I went there for an RTF degree. Um, I would say most of the people that I worked with when I was doing freelance before here, nobody, almost nobody had an RTF degree. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm very conflicted, well, I'm not conflicted, I think it's like college is like, like my my husband uh, didn't have you know the same luxury of doing that, and so he went for political science, and then basically like he still has student loans to deal with, and like now that we're married, like that's our problem, you're, you're, you know? You're, like you're yeah, I'm like too. guess what? <laughs> I'm dealing with that too, um, and so like I, I would say like if it's an opportunity that is in some way paid for, I don't think there's any harm in going to it. Is that it. something mm -hmm. he mentioned? I might have. He didn't say anything about okay. it. I will say, kind of piggybacking yeah. off of that is, um, college is, a, is in, I'll answer this in two different directions. One way, it's, it's, it's an eye-opening experience, right? If you haven't ever been to college before, it's like mm -hmm. you're definitely out on your own and you like have the opportunity to learn about many things, about yourself, about what you like, about also what, what the world. You can have cold Pop-Tart for dinner. You, you can have yep. cold Pop-Tart for dinner. Um, oh, yeah. But it is also, if you don't know what you want to do, can be a very expensive way to figure out what you want to do. So I would say if you, it's, it's, we can arm you with like advice, but like, so it's this, your decision yeah. in the end. But like, we kind of give the uh, disclaimer, Just, okay, disclaimer cool. yeah. that it's like, this, these are always our opinions. Yeah. We're never yeah. experts on the situation. Get a master's degree, <laughs> you're going to do it and in English, it. and then you're not going to teach. Okay? I would say you could go and like hit your. <laughs> Somebody just woo? Oh, really? I would say go hit your general education courses that will generally fall into most. Yeah kind of categories into most degrees, so that way you're still working towards just about anything while you kind of scope out what you find is interesting. You can also like take some time to yourself, um, like find a job in the meantime that will earn you a little bit of like salary or, or like some cash on the side to like continue living and prospering and like yeah. while you dabble with some hobbies that you, like if you haven't found something that drives you or, or gives you that passion that you want, cause like it's very difficult it, to go into college at 18 years old and go, this is what I want to do when I'm 45. Especially after coming out of high school where you literally are just like in a mishmash yeah. of things where it nothing really gets narrowed down for yep. you they that much They just push you through school. standardized tests and then you're out the other side and you're like, I don't know. Yeah. But it's also like my mom went to UT for, uh, I think I think it was actually for English. And the thing is, is that whenever she started working for IBM, like computers were not like a huge thing when she was in college. Yeah. And so like her entire industry was invented 
after yes. she was there. And so That's I, happening a lot now. Yeah, yeah, I feel like a lot of like major, I don't think it's really necessarily as, as important what your major is, but um, I will say also like my first year, I went to Austin Community College um, and like actually a lot for like the basic courses mm -hmm. versus UT's basic yep. courses, because yeah. I took the second year doing there. I was like, ACC's like, you would have some professors that are there because they're like, I just want to teach. Mm -hmm. I just want, mm -hmm. like, like there was a history professor who was literally just like, I'm a state employee. I really, really like history. And so I'm going to just tell you all of it like a story. And it was an awesome class. That sounds awesome. He was Someone like, I just want to talk. About it. Yeah, mm -hmm. you got, you definitely got, I, I found a lot more like passionate Sweet. teachers at, uh, at, uh, at ACC. But. Yeah. But I think, like, yeah, I, I don't think it's a waste of time, but I also don't think it's as necessary as it is because I've met so many people that mm -hmm. never went yeah. or didn't have the opportunity to, and, like, they, you know, they're super successful. I think it's just kind of depends on where you're trying to go and if you have something that needs that. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, sure. there's no right answer to this question. Oh, yeah. no. And I think, I mean, I... I think the fact that he's like, the major that I'm in isn't really something I want to do. Like, I completely understand that. I was a pre-med bio major for two years of my really? experience. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh I didn't know that. I didn't oh, yeah. know that. I was going to be a Dr. Salcedo, baby. Wow. What a <laughs> different you imagine, life course. Can you imagine the girl who was on that show that she must not, she who must not be named <laughs> being a doctor? We should come up with an alter ego for drunk Mariel. Oh, God. Doctor. She's a doctor. Dr. Mariel. Dr. Mariel. Dr. Mort. Mariel Mort. Um, but, you know, and I, I, college for me was never um, anything that I myself, like, didn't have a choice on. I always wanted to go to college. My parents both are college grads, um, and mm -hmm. they were very much like, this is what you're doing now. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. Uh, but I didn't want to, I basically went into, like, the College of Natural Sciences here at UT just being like, yeah, I guess. Like, I don't really know. I, I knew I wanted to work in film and TV, but also in my brain had it as like, oh, this is just a hobby. Like, yeah. I'll figure out a way to do it on the side. Um, and I realized so much about myself within that like first and second year that I was just like, oh, like I could do so much, I could do anything I wanted and limiting myself to this is like, I'm gonna be miserable because I'm not gonna go to med school. I'm gonna be end up working in a lab and like hate oh, it. Yeah. Um, so I think, I don't know, like I, if you have the opportunity and like you, um, you know, like you don't need a degree to, to be a successful person. Like, I think mm -hmm. that's very, very um, important to note. But at the same time, if you have the opportunity, like there's so many people who don't have the opportunity yeah. to go to school and go to college and further their education. So if you have that opportunity, like you will have time to explore and like figure that out. And like, mm -hmm. that's the great thing about college because you can take classes that like are extracurriculars or something that may not be like in your field or major and be like, oh, Wait, like that sounds really cool. I want to know more about that. I want yeah. to like, kind of dive into that and kind of. See. Did, did you ever take vampire class? No. <laughs> what the fuck? There was vampire class. What? At UT. Oh yeah. It's once every other like semester. Is there like a waiting list it's a, for it? Oh, yeah. Kind of, yeah. It was like a tenured professor mm -hmm. who teaches a vampire class. No joke. One of the best classes ever took because it was all about othering, which is yeah. an actually very relevant like sort of thing that's happening. Like when an entire society says like this one group is bad. like is bad, yeah. and they were talking about how the vampire myth over the ages was like a representation of which group the society was doing. So that. it's not all about the history of vampires. Oh no, it was it was buck wild. It absolutely was all about the history wow. of vampires. There was even a class where he was like. Jesus, the original vampire, and he was like, look, 
I've got forms for you to complain to the uh, UT uh, like uh, student government or whatever. Yeah. He was like, fill it out here. I'm tenured. They're not going to fire me, but just because if you're angry, here it is. And there I was like, <laughs> bold. It's great. I love it. So that. you could go major in vampires. You could. At, well, at UT. <laughs> but, you know, I, 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 I do think that if you have the opportunity and like, I mean, and then you might get there and be like, you know what, this goes a waste, which is, I mean, you wasted a year. Yeah. Or, you know, that's why. Years. That's why I say it is an expensive way. It's a great way to learn a lot about yourself and your interests. It can be expensive, so if you're if you want to go that route, I encourage it. Uh, but be a little bit proactive. Make sure you are actively kind of testing things out and and trying to expand your your horizons. Yeah. I'll also um, say that there, there's other values in going to college. Like, oh yeah. I think for me, the most valuable thing, and for a lot of people at Rooster Teeth actually, is the connections that you make mm. in college. Yeah. And the people that you meet. Oh, um, yeah. So if you do like a co-op or internship or whatever it is, um, and also just you meet people through your classes who like later on in life, if you're going down that career path, might be able to hook you up with a job or whatever it is. So mm -hmm. like to me, that was the most valuable part of going to college. But also, it's just a, a very nice place to be where you're in high school and everyone has to be there. and. There's kind of this mentality that like you could fuck off and like no one really cares that much. But when you're in college, like you're surrounded by people who, for the most part, want to be there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. People who actually like care about an education and stuff yeah. like that. So it's it's a very interesting and unique environment to be in, and I I feel like it's pretty valuable for a lot yeah. of people. But if you're not sure, there's nothing wrong with going in for one major and then switching later. If, oh gosh, I would recommend maybe taking a slew of different courses and oh, yeah. course types and maybe if you have an interest in something else you could yeah and that's the thing, great thing about college too is that you i mean you know depending on but i'm just using um, ut as a as an example like you have career advisors and you have advisors in your major and you have like opportunities to reach out to people like alumni and so you know to talk to like figure figure it out and i remember um a very specific moment in my head that when I was like done with my bio major and I was just like I just don't want to do it anymore I hate it I'm miserable and I was like crying in the shower and I was like what am I gonna do like what am I gonna do like I have no idea and I always knew I wanted to work in like TV and film um, and I was so conflicted with that because I was like well what if I like do that and then I don't do end up doing anything with my life yeah um, and you know, I was like, well, what if I, you know, at one point I was like, well, what if I do social work? And then I was like, God, I can't handle that. Like I <laughs> every day would be so hard for me. Um, and so, you know, like there's, I mean, I think you, you said it really well earlier. Like we're all, we're all just trying to figure it out every day. Every day. Like you, you just go through life trying to prepare yourself the best way you can. And I think going to university or going to college is one of the a great way, not the only way, yeah. certainly, but a good way to prepare there's yourself. There's also a lot of people that I know even a ton of people here who are doing something that had nothing to do with their major. Yeah. Like, Trevor was in aerospace engineering. Yep. I was. I mean, I, I studied marketing, so I guess that led me to Rooster Teeth's community and. You leveraged stuff. parts of it and then expanded past it. For yeah. Sure. Um, but tons of other people who've had. I mean, I didn't do set design, you know, yeah. like, and I did RTF, but like that was not that didn't have really any components of. Art department or set design or any sort of thing like that. Yeah, sure. So it it basically is like I what I still use for my degree, if you will, is like I learned how to learn. I yeah. learned how to accrue other skills. And so while I was getting that degree, the longer I was in it, I was like, is this really what I want to do? I, I I minored in entrepreneurship because I was like, maybe I'll start a business and maybe I'll make something that like I can make money on or like 
turn that into a pet, whatever. And then like while doing that, one of the hobbies I found was making videos and I found Matt Bragg and I found Jeremy Dooley and I started making videos with them and then this kind of snowballed. But like, I didn't know how to edit or record or whatever. So it's just... Learning how to learn. Yeah, you just Wait. like, you have the luxury of like spending your free time learning things that you're passionate about and then you can develop those into skills and like... You knew them before? Before work? They were all in the community. No. I, didn't, I didn't know that. I feel lied to. Gross. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Did you, work <laughs> yeah, no. Did you work as an engineer before you came here? Yeah. Well, uh, yes. I worked as an engineer at GE um, during school. I would like take semesters to go work for them. Um, then I'd come back to school and I'd go back and forth. I worked in Schenectady for GE Energy like one semester. And then I was in Cincinnati with GE Aviation for, I think, three semesters. There's engines in flight now that have components that I helped design. Look at you. Hopefully well, they're still flying. <laughs> I worked on Spy Kids 4. Better. Did you really? That's cool. That's so cool. That's so much cooler. <laughs> yes, it is. It was, it was a bad time. <laughs> it was a bad time. Oh, oh, well, man. you know it's a good time? Wearing some comfy shoes. Ooh. Barbara. This episode of Always Open is also brought to you by Rothy's. Rothy's has quickly grown to a most loved gotta have them brand. It's no surprise they ho have over 1,000 nearly perfect reviews. Mm -hmm. I have a pair of Rothy's shoes. Trevor's seen them. Mm -hmm. They're these little white flats. They're very comfortable. Uh, they have like a little <laughs> kind of like blue and black bar at the back, giving a little detail. Stylish, comfortable, and sustainable. Oh, nice. If you didn't know, let me tell you more about it. Tell us. Tell Rothy's us. are the everyday flats for life on the go. Okay. They're stylish and versatile, and they go with everything from yoga pants to dresses to skirts. It will blow your mind that they're made from recycled plastic bottles. Told ya. Uh, in fact, Rothy's has oh. diverted over 25 million water <laughs> bottles from landfills. Another major bonus, they're fully machine washable. I didn't even know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Throw them in there. Every time they need a refresh, you can simply toss them in the washing machine. Right now, Rothy's has an amazing deal for our listeners. Use the code OPEN to get free shipping with no minimum. Get free shipping and free returns or exchanges on your Rothy's shoes, and trust me, you won't want to return them. Go to rothys.com, that's R-O-T-H-Y-S.com, and enter the code OPEN to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. Once you try on the shoes and see how comfortable and stylish they are, you're never going to want to wear anything else. Uh, so head over to rothys.com and claim this offer with the code open. Rothys. It's very, uh, it's just so cool. You can, yeah. Hey, made out of water bottles. Water bottles. Get a little scuff. Awesome. Pop them in the washer. Pop them in just the washer. Pop them in the washer. Pop, pop them in. Yeah. Is that their tagline? Now it, it should is. Should be. <laughs> Tell them. That's what they do. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, before we wrap things up, we have a box of issues question. Ooh. Dynamite. <laughs> I wish it went down. Ooh, is there Person money who designed in there? this box. Is it? No. no. Oh shit. You know what was one that? of the things oh. that I said I was gonna do on the off topic? Price tag. Is it price tag? Oh, price tag. <laughs> on, uh, I I forgot about this because I became a different person and this Mariel, coherent Mariel, she got left at home. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. well, I was gonna steal money from the tip jar. Oh. Is there a there's a tip jar. There's an active tip jar on that on show? The, on the off-topic set. There's Where a tip jar. is it? Is it there now? Should I take it now? No. Free you'd be, money? You'd be indirectly <laughs> stealing from Bernie <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Mariel! Bernie's the only person that comes by, leaves a tip, and grabs a beer and leaves. If we, so. if we had they, people giving that, tips those are on Bernie that bucks. show, that we put a lot of money. We would have made a fortune yeah. last week. I've but, never uh, seen a box of money over there. It's not a box. It's, like, it's, like <laughs> like, it's like a bar. Like, you know the bar? Like the <laughs> like a jar? Box. The jar, yeah. It's just like a... Mariel, should we 
pull off the greatest heist ever known? We can get a Snickers bar. That Muriel, that Muriel's deep down. She wants to come out. Come she back. wants to come out. Why don't you come back? Oh, the secret is she's always there, Muriel. The secret, the secret is, is you're always the that Muriel. Is, I'm always angry. There it is. She's Texas brought it to me. Oh, Give is it that to it? Me. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was easy. What a heist. No, this. I don't feel like we've earned this heist. Oh, it's, you it's ordered, like $4. $20 in there. I, no, I saw That's the $20. $20 I was bill. Very, I was very uh, amazed. Yeah, you deserve that. Take no one will ever know. I'm going to leave that there. Leave that there. Okay. All right. Where'd that go? There's a, there's a $2 bill in there. I you were just like. Nowhere. Where'd what go? It's gone. I don't know. There's a $2 bill. $2? Yeah, like a, like that's. Let me use my dainty little girl I want it. I'm in it here. You got it. That's good luck. Big spend it. Right back in. Oh, crap. Stuck. Wow, it's sharp on the edges. No one's going to need that 20. Yeah, that's that actually. Would I would have thrown this, but this is a classy show. These are your. Um, this is actually your salary in here. Mary, I'm gonna need that back. It went away. Check this out. There's like a, there's the an board. easier oh. way. <laughs> We're idiots. Yeah. Pops. Oh, well. Is that I how you do it, in Texas? Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess I didn't even think like. Oh, that's put it. Put it where I can. There we go. Ah, I didn't. So I you could get up so if you close. want. You're so close. Uh, I, I could get up, wait. but I. Oh, oh god! Oh, oh god! <laughs> That's why we don't stand on this show. That's why we're never standing again. There you go. That was a mistake. <laughs> we're good. Look, no spillage. All right. No spillage. Box of issues. B O I. It's time for boys. Here Let's. it is. Time for boys. Good, good boys. Boy, the boy, 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 boy. All right. This one comes from Grace. Grace. Hi, my name is Grace, Hi, and I'm Grace. 28 years old. I broke up with my ex-boyfriend of almost seven years wow. one year ago. We weren't really getting along at the time and things didn't feel like they were really progressing between us. We didn't even move in together. We're still friendly, but the other day we kissed and to be honest, I've never stopped loving him. Two days later, an old friend of mine asked me out on a date. He's apparently always had feelings for me and waited for eight years to take me out on a date. I don't know what to do. I want to give my friend a chance because he waited so long, but I also don't want to mess anything up with my ex in case we get back together. Mm. Help. Uh, first off, you don't owe anyone any. Yeah. Yes. So for her to say he's been waiting for eight years, girl, who cares? That's his problem. Yeah. Unless, I mean, if you have feelings for him, like, yes. You should never go out with someone out of guilt. Out of yeah. guilt. Because you're like, oh, it's been eight years. I guess I have to. Or like, yeah. oh, he no, really no, 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 likes no, no, no. me. You've earned it. Oh, you yes. followed along. Yeah. Yeah. So that that just the wording of that kind of set up a, a red flag for me. Mm -hmm. I was like, wait, hold on. Like, you don't, you shouldn't go out with this person just because it's like they've been waiting in the wings for so long. Yeah. But, um, you should go out with them because you want to because that won't end well if 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 that's your main motivation for it. For but. Sure. Um, I think it's once you, you know, if you've been in a relationship for, with someone for that long, you get to this comfort level that um, is really hard to separate yourself from. Mm -hmm. So, like, I mean, if you felt like your relationship wasn't progressing, then it probably still won't. Yeah. Like, even after a year of being broken up, like a kiss. Well, and it, and it said that, like, they broke up with their boyfriend. She, yeah, she, uh, Grace broke so up like, with her boyfriend. So, yeah, it's like... I wonder, I'm always like, dang, what's the story there? I know. Well, that would inform a lot. It'd be nice to know more context of like why they yeah. broke up in yeah. the first place, if it was like a big issue or just she wanted to date more people yeah. or what seems like, know. I mean, what did she say? They didn't move in together. Yeah, they weren't. She, in the seven years, yeah. yeah. She said, uh, oh, she said we weren't really getting along at the time and things didn't feel like they were progressing. Gotcha. Yeah. So. So, I, it's tough. 
but based on what the information that we have, the two, the common thread I feel like is that Grace is having trouble discerning between, because relationships are, it's a very long spectrum and there's a lot of overlap and blur between like not liking somebody and being friends, being best friends and loving somebody and like being in love to the point where you want to spend your life with this person as a partner. And like, I feel like she's caught in the mix of this, because it is very confusing sometimes, yeah. in, the in, the, in the mix of this like friendship, like you can love somebody and, and still want to support them and like, but not want to be their life partner or, or at least their partner right now yeah. in that right. way, you know, in a relationship. So I feel like she's very caught up in this like, and she still is trying to sort out um, where she's at with these two uh, gentlemen, I believe. And so like, yeah, I think I would, I would say personally, maybe like, Keep like like sit on it like don't you know fall back into the old relationship because that's what you still are familiar with or you you might still have that kind of mm -hmm. habit built in or like or jump to this next one because like you feel like you owe it to somebody or like you're trying to you like you like just like it's okay to just be you and like like just let it settle and see like how you really feel you gotta, maybe you need to find yourself yeah, in these relationships without using other people's feelings as yeah. motive for anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think also another thing that. I've had to remind myself in the past is that when you end a relationship, especially a long relationship where, I mean, ultimately that person is your best friend. You know everything about them, you're, you're close, you tell them everything. And when that ends, you feel like it's almost like a death and yeah. you feel like you've lost something and you only tend to remember the good parts of mm -hmm. it after the fact. And you tend to dwell on the things that you're gonna miss about them rather than the things, the reasons why it didn't work out in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a year since she's broke up with this guy after dating for seven years. So seeing that person again, you probably have that rush of all the good memories coming right. back mm -hmm. and think like, oh, maybe we should give this another shot. And maybe you should. Like, I'm not saying that that necessarily is the wrong decision. Um, sometimes it just takes people time to grow and to realize what they had. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's something that he went through over that year. But you gotta also remember like the reasons you broke up and if mm -hmm. those are strong enough reasons not to go back into it with that person. Yeah, Yeah. well, if I'm gonna put on like a detective hat for like mm -hmm. a second Please on here. Please do. <laughs> um, no, um, because uh, uh, whenever she's saying that she's 28, they were together for seven years, uh, they, uh, things weren't progressing between us. Yeah. I'm kind of like, it seems like there was a question I'm, again, just totally inferring here. Yeah, Detective Max. Detective Max. <laughs> um, but uh, it seems like, yeah, it was like, are we ever going to get married? Is this a priority? And ultimately the answer was maybe not, but we really like each other. It's kind of what I'm getting from this. It kind yeah. of sounds like that sort of situation where like he's fine with the relationship as it is and she wants to kind of like expand beyond there. So like she made the choice to break it off, like break it off, but like he, of course, is still gonna have feelings. But the other thing is if you get back into that relationship, is if he hasn't thing? changed, yeah. he's gonna just be doing the yeah. same thing. Or maybe he has if changed. I'm, if I'm yeah. psychic and I'm right. Well, I, as someone who has <laughs> been in a relationship that was over two years long, and even over the course of those two years, even near the end of it, it was never, there was no next step in sight. It was like never discussed moving in together, never discussed marriage or kids. Anytime anything more serious was ever brought up, it was always swept to the side. And it kind of gave you an indication of like, mm, maybe this person doesn't see themselves with me, or maybe they just don't see themselves settling down with anybody. Yeah. And that's yeah. just like 
you know, a, a kind of personality that you could have, or which is no one's fault. It's just kind of like the way you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, like my husband and I got married at like the uh, like basically right around the seven year mark. Yeah, and that was when that conversation was going. So I was like, I think logistically, or like just it seems like there could have been that sort of thing. But yeah, other guy who's a friend of hers that's been waiting around forever. Unless you have interest in him, I would uh, yeah. don't do it because you feel obligated to. Right. I'll get a little. I don't know. If, I don't want to say negative, but I'll, I'll get a little bit. Maybe cynical, and on her, let's just I don't so it doesn't say names beyond Grace, but like her ex of seven years, like it it can seem that it, like maybe this person took the relationship for granted. Like mm-hmm. it's just easy because that's what we've been doing, and we'll just keep doing that, and like we'll have the relationship, and it'll be here tomorrow, and like let's just like so you're not really like looking to foster it or grow it and like find that next step like you were saying, mm-hmm. and maybe like when she's like okay well. Maybe I, I think I want the next step or whatever, and so she ends up breaking it off here, and then it's a year later, and he maybe is maybe this is his type of personality. I, you know, I don't know, I don't yeah. know who he is, but like he might still be cruising, and he might still be like it's just easier. And I totally understand it. It's easier to kind of just go back to what's familiar. Right. So maybe his incentive is like, yeah, well, he had seven years of history, like it's a, so he might be wanting it in that way. And like you were saying, maybe she's looking more in the positives. So I think overall, my advice is just kind of like. Just think of like, kind of just think on these feelings and maybe give it some, give yourself time to really like, either maybe find somebody else or explore other options or just like center yeah. yourself on these I two relationships. You know, after yeah. seven years of dating, they've only been apart for a year. You know, that's that's a good amount of time to explore other people and other options. But like in the grand scheme of things, it's very short right. after mm-hmm. being in a relationship, especially from. I guess it'd be from 20 to 27. Basically, yeah. It's your wow. like entire yeah. like that's you change a yeah. lot in that huge time too. Part yeah. of your life. Yeah. Um, a lot of growing years. So I, I think if she does consider coming back with her ex, that they need to have a discussion of all the things that were issues to make them break up in the first place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if if those are still issues, or if he has like a different mindset on those things, or if you have a different mindset on those things, that's something that they need to discuss before I think considering getting back into it. I think she needs to pop on that Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. <laughs> dance in her room for a while. Party I think for one. Everyone needs to do that. Party for one. Everyone needs to do that sometimes. By the way, that advice applies to everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no matter what the situation. Yeah, well, good luck, Grace. Let us know how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a great time in your life, though. 28? I remember when I was 28. Last <laughs> year. A year ago. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, uh, me one too. year ago. Yep. Oh, yeah. oh, it was the beautiful times. It was the best of times. <laughs> there you go. What's the worst? You're like an old man with a <laughs> giant mossy beard in the bayou. I remember. We only Do had it. 60 cows. It's like, aren't you 20? I remember. <laughs> I can't do it. Not now. Forbidden from doing my cattle call. It would, it's too loud. Oh. Max has a cattle call that he does that maybe we'll explore someday. It's like a, explore it. Is it like a public ordinance? Is that what that's called? When you're like, it's just like I would kill Mike. Like, oh, I would, I would headphones probably. on. And probably us in your vicinity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just your skin. Sonic It'd be full we'll, we'll on Indiana Jones. We'll call you Shockwave, and you'll yeah, be yeah. a supervillain. You'll yeah. blast eardrums yeah. left and right. Anyway. Well, my friends, Trevor Max Merrill, thank Barbara. you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Uh, as a reminder, before we close out the show, me and Merrill are actually going to be in Nashville what? on May 31st to June 2nd for Pod X. We're going to be <gasps> chilling like Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. Did you think of that before or just now? Because that's impressive. It's from Master of None. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, so come learn how podcasts are made, network with other podcast fans, and meet your favorite podcasters like me and Mariel. Uh, you can get your tickets at podx.com slash always. Podx.com slash always. That's with an X. Wow, you're going to Tennessee? Because you're the only 10 I see. All right. Let's end this. Wow. Wow. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> we just sniff now. Yeah, that's all we do. It's almost more intimate. <laughs> that's hot. We get all the other senses on the mouth, so like I'll get close, I'll give a little... Oh, that is little, hot. Oh, yeah. Little, give that mouth a good smell. I'll listen. I'll... <laughs> and I won't taste it on camera, but I could. <laughs> I could. You gotta get the option was there. <laughs> You're laughing? That's legitimately something we do. <laughs> Are weird. You right? Oh no, yeah. If anybody, if anybody saw any of the stupid I stick my crap bare ass around say. corners, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, cheers, guys. Cheers. cheers. Thanks for having me. Of course, thanks for being back on. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special segment we're doing with Always Open. Uh, today we have a very special guest with us. We got Chelsea Fagan, co-founder of The Financial Diet, here with us today. Yeah! Hey. That's my line! Oh, <gasps> I literally say that every... How did you know? <laughs> no, it's really... It's funny you said that because... Um, after the guest, then it cuts to me and I always say, well, it's just me because it's we me. always have a guest who sits next to me and uh, I'm... It's hard to follow that up. It's actually her catchphrase. Well, it is also me, so it's true. In this <laughs> it's true for both of us. Yeah. Welcome to the um, show. Thank you. Holy it's shit. Very exciting. I am very excited <laughs> to have that. you here. Um, first of all, uh, everyone who watches this show knows that I'm a pretty big personal finance nerd, and that's mostly because of you. Um, and probably, life. and like, uh, you know, I, a few years ago, I just pretty much since I was a child, and I. Uh, probably shouldn't admit this, but my parents were very into child labor and we grew up on a farm. So they start, made me start working super <laughs> the hobby early. Of theirs. Oh yeah. Child labor. Uh, Ten years old, started working, earned my first dollar, and was like, I want to keep this money and keep it growing. She and came then, right out of the womb, and they were like, get to work. Yeah, they were just like, here's a dollar, take it. Wow. Uh, and so um, then I got to college and found your blog and found you and just like, well, actually found you through Twitter because I thought you were hilarious, and oh, then thank found you. The rest of it, yeah, so multifaceted. Yeah. This is really. This is like sitting with like a family member or something who's like just building me up. Oh to yeah. It, to Anytime you need a girl, I'm gonna go hype you up. <laughs> yeah. You tell me. You just call me. Bring her around whenever you're going out in public. <laughs> this is very exciting. <laughs> Your hype man. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is funny because Meryl is kind of like our resident financial person here at Rooster Teeth. She knows so much about it and has right. been studying up and helping all of us because right. we're pretty much. Uh, lost causes here. <laughs> I wouldn't say so. That's more common than you would think. It's yeah. much more common to be a lost cause than to be even remotely interested in money. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Right. So. So. <laughs> how how do we get here? Yeah. How did we get here? Um, well, I'm actually going to put uh, you on blast a little bit that okay. you asked me to share. Uh, the so basically, I got into money because I was just extremely bad at it. 
is kind of the long and short, um, to the point that I was arrested um, per your question just prior to us uh, coming on air here. So I should clarify, as I mentioned, that it was like the most uh, uninteresting, non-badass <laughs> right. version of getting arrested, which is to say that it wasn't I... like you saving a baby from a tree. And a... <laughs> Do people get arrested for that generally? <laughs> oh, I mean, maybe if How they are stealing a baby. baby. From a tree. <laughs> yeah, breaking into someone's house, what jumping babies onto trees. Tree. No, there was no murder. Like no one's gonna do like a true crime podcast about this event, um, unfortunately. Uh, but basically, so, but it all stemmed from money, essentially, because I would just get um, endless moving violations, parking tickets, like, and not pay them, essentially. Like, I would just mm. be like, another parking ticket thrown away. And same thing with moving violations. And the thing is, if you do that with moving violations, they will come after What's you. What's a moving yeah, violation? Yeah, I was going to ask the same question. So uh, uh, anything like that's a like... a speeding ticket? It could be like a speeding ticket, running a red light, anything where you're moving and gotcha. you violate the rules of the road. So basically, my license got suspended and my tags got suspended. And I continued to be like, doesn't bother me. Oh, like, God. does the car still start? <laughs> so I was still driving and I got arrested actually directly in front of the house where I was living at the time with some roommates, um, you know, booked everything. I didn't serve jail time for it, but um, it was just uh, obviously a humiliating experience. And I should clarify also that this was long before starting TFD. So there was like still another good three <laughs> right. years of continuing to be terrible, but it was just that sense of like avoidance. I had ruined credit. I had no savings. So it was like, it, it started to feel that feeling of like, I'll just never be good at money. So I, it, almost like when you're trying to do a diet and then right. you eat something and then you're like, well, it's done now. And then you just... Yeah, I can never get back to that. Exactly. Yeah. So that was me with money. So I started TFD to like get better myself and then it grew. How old were you when that happened? The arrest or starting TFD? The arrest. Both. <laughs> the arrest. <laughs> uh, I, I was arrested. I think I was 21 okay. probably. Uh, I started TFD when I was 25. So, okay. so four years. Only took so you did years. have that, that amount of time in between between you being like shit, I need to get my, my act together. Get my act together. Yeah, I mean, also, like, and we talk about this a lot on TFD, but so much of money, and, and particularly when it comes to anything like your credit score or a record or um, poverty, is once you're in it, it is increasingly difficult to get out. Because, right. like, if you, like, I had a ruined credit score from when I was 18, I got a credit card. You'll be shocked to hear this, but I ran it all through and then threw out the bill. So wow. uh, oh my, my credit score yeah. was like decimated. Um, and once you have it, like you can't get another credit card that will help you build it back. Like right. you, I eventually figured out how to do all that. But once you're there, it's it can feel impossible. It is funny, though, when you are 21 or in your early 20s in general, how like <sighs> nothing has consequences. Right? Yeah. It seems that way. It's oh, yeah. Like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'll do this. I'll do that. Like, what's what's it going to matter? Like, and you're going to catch me. Yeah. Or? Like, it'll just work out. Yeah. You kind of have that mentality. So tell me, I, I don't know much about it, but tell me about the financial diet and, sure. and that whole project. Yeah. So we're um, as a company, we're a company of about six women. Um, we do. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. No men allowed. Um, <laughs> we uh, we do we have a YouTube channel. Um, obviously, uh, we have a, we have a website, um, social media. We have a book. Like just all kinds of newsletter, media, basically about personal finance for young women. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. We like it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's no it. rooster teeth. But <laughs> Maybe. Maybe someday. someday. So that so the arrest is what got you into personal finance in the first place, or was there other? Well, kind of so play. I should clarify that Mariel wanted to make sure I hit on the arrest. I wanted, I wanted to talk about that because we've uh, never had anyone who's been arrested on this show. As yeah. far as you know. As Ooh. far as you know. <laughs> Canadian Mounties after you? have been arrested. It's very good girl. <laughs> very possible. No, I mean, that was part of it. I think, actually, and I, I, I think I said as much in the initial blog post, like I was working at uh, another media company with my um, 
now partner Annie, who's over there just offset taking pictures. Like, <laughs> um, uh, so I was like getting a regular paycheck. It was the, I was earning forty two thousand dollars at the time, which was the most I'd ever earned, but still felt like a lot at twenty five. And, and it you was were in a lot. New York. I was in New York, um, and I, at that by that time I was in New York, and I had um, fixed my credit score. A, I mean, it wasn't perfect, but it was a lot better. Yeah. I'd paid off. I had something like. T uh, $2,500 to $3,500 in defaulted credit card debt. I had paid all that off. And I had like gotten, it was like each step up to that point, like since the arrest, that definitely pushed me into doing some things that I'd never done. But I kind of woke up one day and I was like, you're 25, you earn, you have insurance, you earn $42,000 a year, you don't have student debt because I don't have a degree. So yeah. you should be able to have a really like healthy financial life. So yeah. stop giving yourself excuses essentially. How uh, how far between you starting that and then, like, when did that become like your full time thing? Um, pretty quickly, we got a grant actually from the the Brothers Green, uh, uh, as it that. were, Hank and John, who are big YouTubers themselves. Uh, they had a, I think they still have it. It's like a foundation where they give small grants to kind of cool projects happening online. I didn't know about that. Um, yeah, so they gave us a $5,000 grant kind of like within a month of us publishing stuff. Just We had a, just a website at the time. And then really soon after approached us and we were like, this should also be a YouTube channel uh, and kind of yeah. helped us start that. And we worked with them um, for, for several years and recently kind of went independent with the channel. But having that initial interest and money obviously allowed us to, we formed the LLC. We, you know, my, my co-founder and I left our jobs, so. Wow, that's yeah. when it gets it real. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Abandon your other job that's like very stable to do the one thing that's like, hopefully this, this goes yeah. somewhere, hopefully it works out. And I, I always do take pains to say, however, that my husband had a stable job as well, and he had health insurance, and I was able to freelance. I freelanced pretty heavily for that first year. So there were definitely, like, that's not accessible to everyone. Right, which is one of the things I, I really love about how um, just, honest you can be because you see so many articles who are like, oh, I saved 100K in, you know, six months by like doing nothing. And, and then you find out that it's like, oh, Using yeah. reusable toilet paper. Right. And it's like <laughs> people are financed by their parents or they, you know, like have a partner that they live with that, you know, helps support them and all this stuff. And it's like, well, you're not being exactly yeah. super honest with that. Yeah. Some other factors that go into play. Yeah. yeah. And that's what, what does it hurt you to say? I feel like a lot of people think, especially when it comes to like the privilege element, that if you acknowledge the fact that you had privileges, it detracts from what you accomplished. And it's like, well, it does to an extent in the sense that you didn't, you know, you were able to start from a, a closer to the finish line point. Right. But it's not, it's never going to be different by not admitting it. All you're actually doing is just obscuring the truth for everyone else and making them feel like, what am I doing wrong that I can't accomplish these same things right. in the same frame of time? It's very true. Yeah. I wonder what you, what you guys think of this whole, um, it's an article that came out recently about how Kylie Jenner was the first self-made self -made billionaire, yeah. the youngest self-made billionaire, and how there's very uh, polarizing opinions on that right. because of the status that she kind of was born into yeah. and family Absolutely. she was born into. I think self-made is the dumbest term, first of all, for anyone. There's absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely no such thing as a self-made billionaire, period. Not in any, certainly not in any healthy economic system, there's not. Because at some point, there are going to be, whether it's, I mean, just at the, at, at a base level, the advantages that are accessible to people after a certain threshold of income, yeah. um, especially when you're getting into like literally the billions of dollars, the government is subsidizing you in many meaningful ways. So the idea of getting to that point 
completely independently is just ludicrous, um, <laughs> but particularly for Kyle. Kyle <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I saw it. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. um, so you obviously, I assume, see a lot of situations of people spending their money wisely and making a lot of dumb and smart decisions. Yeah. But what is the worst piece of advice that you've seen in the financial industry? There's a lot, there's a huge um, overlap between, especially in the personal finance community, between um, religion and personal finance, yeah. which is a an intersection that a lot of people are probably familiar with in the term of like, in the context of like the prosperity gospel and televangelism, where it's sort of this, essentially using text from the Bible to reinforce this idea of like a financial feedback loop, like God wants you to be rich. There's a lot of that, but there's also a lot of um, really mixing together um, the idea of, you know, whether it's kind of more like the secret end of it, like you're manifesting your money is a yeah. really big term, or if it's even more literal, like if you pray enough. And I think for me, the prevalence of that, some of the biggest people in the personal finance community um, really espouse these things. Really? Um, and I think, quite frankly, to the detriment of everyone following them, because A, I mean, it has nothing to do with the validity of any particular spirituality, but to tie something as tangible and literal and often out of people's control mm -hmm. as money and poverty to whether you're a good enough person or whether you're thinking about it hard enough or praying hard enough, I think is um, extremely dangerous and it's yeah. really common. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. What about uh, the best advice? AKA, please help me. Yes. <laughs> this is my secret way of being like, you got any advice for me? A 29 year old who's never been very smart with her money, um, haven't really done much to invest other than my 401k. That's great. That's more than a lot. Yeah. I think that actually maybe statistically is more than most people of your age. Okay. Interesting. Which is so mind-blowing to me. Which is, yeah. It's, it's just, I Is don't it because know. a lot of companies don't offer that maybe? Or partially. I don't know, actually. Partially. Yeah. Um, but it's also partially because I think young people generally think that they will live forever on some level. Yeah. Or that they'll die young maybe, but like <laughs> that, they, that they'll, they can't envision themselves as being retired. Gotcha. And so they just don't prioritize it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far as the best, I would say the number one thing is even if you change absolutely nothing, do absolutely nothing, start meticulously tracking your money. And that can literally mean making a budget that's just <laughs> looking at what you yeah. have. Yeah. No, it really does change. Um, it changes a lot just looking at and how much you're spending. I do that. I do that now. And it's sometimes to my own detriment because I get super anxious about it. I'm like, why did I go and spend, you know, $30 on a thing I don't need? But but you should feel that. Actually, one yeah. of our, our editor, Holly, she has one of, I think, the best like mini tips that anyone can put into action, which is every month go through your um, bank statement and your card statements and highlight every item that you or event or whatever that you don't remember buying, um, because oh, that automatically should be the list of things that you never buy again. Right. See, I have subscription boxes. Things <laughs> <laughs> are the devil. They are the devil because like you. Every now and then you'll get one great one and you're like, this is awesome. I'm going to yes. keep doing this. The birch box got me this month. I got an amazing birch box. I got made up for like seven shitty birch boxes and somehow yeah. all of that is forgotten. I had uh, also subscribed to, do you guys know uh, Rent the Runway? Yes. yes. Uh, I had subscribed to them and they're, it's like a hundred bucks a month, but you get to swap in and out as many times as you want, all these different clothing items and whatnot, which for someone who likes to buy clothes and usually probably spends more than a hundred dollars a month on clothes. Yeah. And you rent the clothes? Yeah, so you get to keep it as long as you want. 
and return it whenever you want. And you can pick something new when you return it. So you basically get, I think, four or five items at a time. Do you think that that's just like their business models, like most people are just too lazy to send back in the package, so they end up buying the clothing for a huge markup? Do you think that's the model? It might be. Probably. Might but be. I contacted them because I was like, I want to cancel my subscription. It's like 100 bucks a month. It's a lot. I'm it like, is a lot. And it's like the pressure that they put on you of just like, why are you canceling? Can we get you Don't back? Don't you want to look great? Cheaper price. You're gonna look like shit. <laughs> and I was just like, it's just too. I can't. I can't justify it. It's so right. much money. Yeah. No. That's yeah. Those those kind of things. Subscription boxes. And again, I think I just outed myself here that I'm a subscriber to Birchbox <laughs> myself. Um, but I mean, you have to really like weigh out what matters to you and I think one of the things that's really annoying about the personal finance community is like there's so they, have, they even have a term for it the latte factor about like mm. really encouraging people to stop buying coffee out and it's like first of all many people don't so you've already lost all of those people but also yeah. secondly if you really enjoy your daily coffee keep it like any purchase I think can be justifiable in the context of it having real value to you. It makes you happy, it makes your yeah a little easier whatever it is. Yeah you I just agree. have to like separate, separate out what is actually giving you fulfillment and joy and what is just kind of mindless spending. What is like a very simple step that people could take in order to like, oh, I want to start saving money. What's like one small thing that you would give advice to do? Set up at least one automatic transfer every month. Mm. Uh, a really good tip also is if you have savings goals, which I assume most people do, go into, oh, well, sorry. Let me back that up. Number one, <laughs> first and foremost, never have your savings accounts, like your emergency fund, your savings goals, never have that at the same bank as your yeah. checking account. Because if you do, you will easily be able, like at the ATM, to move money over or to like not move that deposit. Like it's just too accessible. So once it's at, you know, its own bank account, like, or its own bank rather, make each account rather than just having a random account name be the name of whatever the goal is and then set up an automatic transfer to it every Where do you think I learned it from? Is that what you do? Yes! You do I have five savings accounts! <laughs> Hell Meryl, yes! Meryl has talked before at time. length about how she has five savings accounts and I got me, my, someone who's very not knowledgeable is like, why would you need five? Like, don't yeah. you just need one? No, you I got five my, goals. I got my travel, I've got Christmas, I've got uh, uh, spending, anytime I want, like, discretionary spending. What else? Do you have, like, like retirement? or? I mean, I have future? my 401k. Okay. But. Okay. But yeah, yeah, it helps. And guess what? They're all in a different bank account, Barbara. I can't oh. touch them. Oh, yes. see it, for me, mine are at the same bank, but I never transfer money out of my savings. I only put money into it from my check. Well, that's good. good but you may not even expect that temptation to one day come up. Mm, you know, like let's say, perfect example, like I follow a couple Twitter accounts that will share like really cheap flights. And sometimes I've used them for flights that I'm like, this was a good idea. But honestly, sometimes if I, it, that's the kind of thing where you could see it and like impulse buy from your savings account because you don't necessarily keep a ton of money in your checking account. You can like transfer over an impulse buy. If you have to go the extra step of getting it from a different bank account, you don't have it accessible on a card, especially for those like slightly bigger but more impulsive purchases, yeah. it can stop you in your tracks. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe I'm, I, I could it. avoid I'm getting, so much. I'm getting chills. It's like I'm sitting next to like Mufasers. <laughs> it really Ooh. is. You're just like your senpai, right? Uh, <laughs> I want to ask a question. Like, how did you, um, did you, was it just research? Was it, how did you become so well-versed on? I'm not, is the thing. Like, I have the functional knowledge of just like a person who's gotten better with money. I am not a financial expert. I have no degree whatsoever, not even a bachelor's in anything irrelevant. So like, I have 
no qualification in that regard. But as we've grown, we we have been able. We have um, we've had now more than one show that's hosted by financial experts. So we're able to work with people who can provide that expertise. I think it's more important for me because like when we do, I, I host the show every Tuesday, much of which is pretty research driven. And mm -hmm. we have someone who helps with researching. And I think from my perspective, any information can always be learned. You can always look up anything about personal finance that you want to know. What really matters is making it understandable and making it compelling to people and making it make sense. Yeah. Um, so I still feel like there are many levels of, of, uh, just the financial world that I am in no way an expert on and many elements of my own financial life and professional financial life that I still struggle with. Um, but I think remembering that the information is always out there. What matters is your ability to really metabolize it. To me, it's like more than understanding the nuanced differences between every kind of retirement fund out there. It's more important that you be able to picture yourself being old and wanting to have a sweet life. Oh, I pictured it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the time. Go make that face in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. I think about myself old all the time as I'm But we should. <laughs> yeah. We really should. Yeah, I mean, I, my parents are retired now. So even just having people in your life that are experiencing that stage of life right now. Is it's so important. Helpful. Yeah, and realizing also that like, I mean, you know, not to get too political about it, which we do on the channel if anyone's interested. <laughs> um, but we live in a country that does not d guarantee a dignified retirement. Mm -hmm. It does not guarantee a dignified, you know, ability to be treated if you get sick. Like we, all of these things, like there is unfortunately an element to all of this that like we're all kind of riding down the road without seatbelts on. Yeah. yeah. Like we have to put on our own seatbelts, unfortunately. True. Very true. Um, last question I'll ask you. Uh, I'm very curious about this one. How is the financial diet making personal finance more accessible to people like me and Meryl or just our generation, I guess, who might not. The millennials. The millennials. <laughs> well, I'd be interested to know what you think about that. Um, I, yeah, that was something I was going to talk about. Um, everything is just so easily digestible and it doesn't it's not scary in any way. No pun intended. Um, because I think a lot of what what stops people from um, digging more into their finances is how scary and like overwhelming it can be. Yeah, totally. Right? And so that's probably why I'm the opposite. I Because money scares me, that's why I'm like, I need to know everything about it. <laughs> Whereas most people are like, money scares me, just fucking ring up my credit card and throw away the receipt. Like, I don't care. Um, but it's super accessible. You can, And there's, it's not just like, yes, most of it, uh, centers around finance, but um, there's also like lifestyle tips, which I think oh. is is great, and which you know, also will help with like there's finance. some like exactly there's like dating things and like you know um, like friendship stuff. Like there's also it's like a whole it's very all encompassing gotcha. of of especially of people like around our age more of a lifestyle right yeah just like it's and it, it's it's a lifestyle I see it as a lifestyle blog centered around finance rather than like a finance blog. Oh, because Pam, are you looking for a PR gig? Because like, <laughs> man, you just like broke that down. Let me know, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that was so perfect. That's um, perfect. Yes. I'm a big fan. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and I would also say one thing, and I'm sure Annie, uh, my partner over there, who might, might giggle about this, but so she's, uh, one of the things that has held me back even to this day, because we're currently working on, as the business grows, mm -hmm. 
getting better with managing the finances of a business, which is, let me tell you, a yeah. whole nother level. Very different uh, from managing yes, your finances as a person. But one thing that I've been learning in my recent efforts to try and get better at all of that is, and I think this is something that holds people back from their personal finances, is you think it's way more math than it is. Yeah. Like, I am like really incredibly bad at math. Me and too. Yeah, <laughs> so, are we, like, so are most people. And it's really not that much math particularly okay. with the technology that's available out there. Like I use Mint to handle like my budgeting stuff. Like I don't have to do basically any math. I just have to be able to read essentially. Um, and some, a lot of the personal finance places out there, like they really get into like the gamification of money, which gotcha. I think is not interesting to most people. Like yeah. you as someone who's like really into it might get to that higher level where it really does become a little bit more about the math of it. Mm -hmm. But for the vast majority of people, like there's almost no math involved. It's simply making smarter choices and being proactive and like doing a little reading every month. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to check it out. Um, for those of uh, watching who don't know where to find you, where could they find you and the financial diet and all that information? Well, you can find me in New York City, baby. <laughs> <laughs> What's your home address and your phone number? Yeah. Uh, so we're on here on YouTube. We're at youtube.com slash The Financial Diet. Um, most social media, The Financial Diet, thefinancialdiet.com. Book is called The Financial Diet. I think you get the point. Yeah, <laughs> very good branding all yeah. around. We're, we're still like trying to get a few of those handles. Unfortunately, Twitter truncates. It's too uh, long yeah. for Twitter, yeah. which oh, has yeah. made us have to be TF Diet. Yeah. As someone with the name Barbara Dunkelman, I learned. Yeah. I was going to say, that must be a tough one. <laughs> just be Dunkelman everywhere. <laughs> just like, just keep it simple. Wait, does that mean you're in competition with Brian Dunkelman, former? He spells his name differently than me. Wow, uh, you really dodged oh, yeah, a, bu a yeah. bullet there. Mm -hmm. But no, we, I used to watch American Idol, so yeah. like Brian Dunkelman, I was just like, a celebrity with my name! <laughs> my cousin! <laughs> this is so cool! Yeah. Squatting on all of the B. Dunkelman handles. Yep. Like there a jerk. Yeah. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having this me. This so cool. Mm -hmm. um, very happy to have you on. Hopefully we could talk to you again in the future. Maybe come back for a yeah. full show. Would love it. Financial love episode. It. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.